very oh hello okay that's very fine okay got it all right um uh, hey ellie how are you does everybody on the zoom um is michal out there again tonight yeah i added i added the file to the chat Oh, I'll re-add re it in case someone just joins. Okay, fantastic. That's what I was about to ask. Thank you so much. Sure, I'll stay oh, on for a few minutes to make sure I can keep on adding it. No, you can stay on for the whole thing. It's okay. That, oh, that too. That too. That too. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. No, I mean, you can stay on for the whole thing, but... <laughs> All right. Very excellent. Mm -hmm. All right, good evening, everybody. I hope that everybody is doing well. Um, public service announcement that Dr. Eagle asked me to make for those of us who are sitting here in this room. If uh, we should have a siren while we're here, then our mamad is uh, out into the, you know, down the hall and to the right. So we will head over there in that direction. And everybody at home, I'm assuming that, uh, I hope that everybody knows where to go. And hopefully we should all be well. And I hope that everybody is well. And I hope that everybody is uh is safe and we are going to again um learn tonight uh, together and the dive tonight together gila can i borrow your phone i'm sorry so oh, nice. uh, my clock is over here thank you thank you very much so uh so let's learn together and uh and let's dive in and tonight we're going to learn uh which is good because we realized last night that we could accomplish both my normal you know progressive um movement and uh and saying uh learning together to that we say that we say often so um, uh, I think I think tonight we're going to be a little bit shorter than yesterday. At least that's what I felt like when I was preparing. I know it doesn't look like it on the sheet because it looks the same, but I just felt like this Dalen was maybe it's because it's more comfortable and we know it better than maybe you know. But let's just get to it. Let's not waste the time. Everybody ready? Let's let's read it together and um, and we'll translate it loosely and then we will uh, move through with the Rishonim and Nachronim like uh, like we did. So that again, hopefully, we'll be able to understand Tilim Kufra Falaf better. So that we'll be able to say it with uh, different kinds of intent. I'm not going to say more intent, but different kinds of intent, which will hopefully enable us to say the paragraph to better, to hold on to it, to keep it, and uh, to uh, have a, a general better understanding, enhancing both our learning as well as our tefillah. That's the goal for tonight. So here's Tilim Kufra Falaf. Let's do this. Shir Ma'alos, Again, loose translation, right? Um, the song of ascent. I pick up my eyes to the mountains. From where will my um, assistance come? My uh, my uh, help will come from uh, God, the Creator of heaven and earth. He will not allow my uh, feet to falter, um, and my uh, my watchman will not fall asleep. Behold, your uh, watchman or the watchman of Israel, I should say. Right, does not uh, sleep nor slumber. We'll have to define the difference between Yanum and Yushan. Um, anybody, by the way, and learned with uh, me ever will know the answer to this question. I'm just going to throw it out there. When you find two words in the Tanakh that seem to be similar, um, but uh, are obviously different words, so where do you look right away to find the difference between the two of them? Correct. The answer is the Malbin. You always go to the Malbin. The Malbim always, whenever you find that, the Malbim loves to ask that kind of question. That's like his bread and butter. You know, when you have words in the Tanakh that seem to be similar, but uh, <laughs> for example, right? Tilm Chavzayim. Achas shawalti meis Adonai osa avakesh. Achas shawalti osa avakesh. She'ela bakasha bakesh sha'al. Two words that if you would ask me, I would translate the same, a request. But clearly, David Amalek interchanges them. Now, it could be that just poetic. You know, that's that's just, you know, when, when you write. So uh, sometimes it's good to, to do that. Malbim, uh, you know, asks over there, what's the difference between a She'ela and a Bakasha? Classic Malbim. This is like, okay, so Malbim will ask here, what's the difference between Yanum and Yishan, right? Seems to be the same the same word. We'll get there when we get there. I'm just pointing out, right? So the Shomer Yisrael, he does not uh, uh, slumber, he does not sleep. Adonai Shomarecha, God is watching you. Adonai Tzilacha al Yad Yuminecha, God is your um, uh, shadow, shade on your uh, on your right hand. Yoma Mashemesh Lo Yakeka Viarech Valayla. In the daytime, the sun will not hit you. Yaked, sun will not uh, will not beat you. Viarech Valayla, nor the moon by night. 
I just translated that in a specific way. Was that a good translation? Was everybody with me? Yeah? Okay. It didn't need to be that way. But And you'll see when we do Rishonim and Achronim, it doesn't need to be that way. But I, okay, fine. Adonai Yishmar Chami Korai Yishmar Snavshecha. God will uh, guard you um, from all evil. He will guard your soul. Adonai Yishmar Tzeisachal Boecha. God will guard your going and your coming from now until forever. Just in loose translation, it's a very beautiful paragraph. Dalen saying, you know, without even de- delving to the to the depths of meaning that we'll hopefully get to right now. But you know, it's a very beautiful paragraph. Dalen, if I had to summarize, you know, like fourth grade, what's the what's the topic sentence? Right, God will watch over us. God is our watchman. God is always watching over us. Any of those, you know, would be acceptable. I think if you were just, you know, quick summary, one sentence, what is going on in this paragraph? Dalen. But now let's move pasuk by pasuk. Kedarkinu Bakodesh, like we like we like to learn, Pasuk by Pasuk to try to grasp some of the nuance in the paragraph of Tehillim, which I think really is going to enable us to have extra kavana and really add um, layers to our uh, emotional experience in saying this parak of, of Tehillim. So again, Shila Malos, we pointed out last night that, um, if anybody wasn't here, I'll do it quickly. We pointed out last night that this is the only of the Shir Hamalos that starts with a Lamid, Shir Lamalos. As opposed to Hamalos, and I gave you here the Rashi that I didn't give you yesterday because Rashi is on this paragraph of and not the one that we did yesterday. And Rashi over here writes it's in the parentheses. The first one I'm not going to read it right now, but I'm just going to tell it to you that this is actually Rashi believes the first of the Shir Hamalos, and it's out of order in the Tanakh, which is okay. Um, Rashi doesn't mind that. In Muktamumuucha, Rashi says this is the first of the Shir Hamalos, and that's why it's Shir Lamalos because it's the Shir which is the beginning. Shir Lamalos, the song towards the steps, right, of the Beit HaMikdash, like Rashi said yesterday, and all of the other ones are Shir, Shir Hamalos. But Rashi has a second interpretation over here, and so let's go to the second interpretation of Rashi. Shir Lamalos, after the parentheses right over there, Shir Lamalos, Rashi says, Remez b'mizmor sheni, there is a hint in this second mizmor Lamalot, ha'olot l'tzadikim la'asid l'avo. Fascinating. Mitachas eitzachayim l'kisei ha'kavot. I wish I knew what Rashi was talking about. I can explain to you all of the words. Rashi says that La'asid Lavo, God is going to make steps that are going to go from the Eitzachayim, you remember the Eitzachayim in the Gana Eden, steps from the Gana Eden to the Kisei Akavo. There's going to be steps from the Gana Eden to the Kisei Akavo. Titania Besifri Shira Ma'alos Ein Kasavkan, Ela Shira La'amalos. What is the difference between Shira Ma'alos and Shira La'amalos? So Rashi already told us the pshat. The pshat is that this is the first one. That's the difference. But now Rashi is telling us a drash. Shir lemisha asid lasos malos latzadikim laasid lavo. It's a song for the one God, capital O, for the one who is going to create steps for the tzadikim laasid lavo. Vizel she said a kalir, and this is uh, the understanding of a poem of Rav Lazar Akalir. Um, skip the parentheses. And the tzaddikim, are going to sing the shira malos as they ascend the steps from the Eitzachayim to the Kisei HaKavod in the Gana Eden. It's entirely amazing. Now, if you take together, if you take, I, I, that's all I, I can explain. To, I, I, I can tell you what Rashi says. That, that's the best I can do here. But what I can add, at least this was very interesting for me, is that Rashi last night taught us that there was 15 steps in the Beit HaMikdash. And the Levian sang these songs on the steps of the Beit HaMikdash. And tonight Rashi taught us that La'asid Lavo, God is going to make steps in the Gana Eden that ascend up to the Kisei HaKavod. And we're going to sing these very same songs. There's a very lovely parallel there. You know, Rashi also, it's also Rashi, maybe with Shittasim. Rashi believes that there's a Yerushalayim Shalmala, which is parallel to the Yerushalayim Shalmata. The Rambam thinks that we're going to build the third Beit HaMikdash. We're going to build it with our, with our hands and with tools. That's what the Rambam thinks, but Rashi doesn't think so. Rashi thinks that the Beit HaMikdash is going to descend down from heaven. It's just going to, it's just going to come down and descend down from heaven. And Rashi maybe Lishitaso. Rashi said there's a parallel, Yerushalayim in heaven and Yerushalayim down here. And what Rashi taught us tonight and last night, if we take it together, is that there are steps in the Beit HaMikdash that we used to sing these Shira Malos, and there are steps up in the Gan Eden in which we sing these Shira Malos. There's a connection between Yerushalayim. There is a connection between heaven and earth that spans through Yerushalayim. That's what Rashi writes in a number of different places, right? Rashi writes, when Yaakov Avinu wakes up from his dream, 
He says, And if you look in Rashi over there, Rashi says, what does that mean? It means that Yaakov realized that all of the tefillahs that Jews say throughout the world, they go first to Yerushalayim and then they send up to heaven. That's what Rashi over there says. It's an amazing thing. Yerushalayim is the corridor between heaven and earth. And Rashi believes that there's a parallel, Yerushalayim above and a Yerushalayim below. And here's another one of those parallels, at least for me, I, I, very interesting. Another one of those parallels. There are steps up in the Gan Eden. And me, Tain, we will all ascend one day. <laughs> we will all ascend one day, right? And we will get to sing these Shiramalas. But these are the songs that the Levians sung when they were on the stairs of the Beit HaMikdash and Mi'itain, the song that the Tzadikim will sing as they ascend the steps from the Gana Eden, in the Gana Eden, from the Eitzachayim, up to the Kisei HaKav. Amazing. Look in the Yashik, but Yashik writes something different. Yashik writes, Shir La Ma'alos, Yidaber es divrei ha-shira b'shvil ha-ma'alos shechu yisparach ma'ales ha-adam midarga al-darga. Zu l'ma'ala mizu. This is entirely amazing. The Al-Sheikh says, you know what the Shira Malos are really all about? They're really all about a person recognizing how God continues to raise us up. Midarga ledarga. From one step to the next. Now, how does God raise us up from one step to the next? So Al-Sheikh is right. Right? Based on the preparation that a person does. So I put in my preparation, and then God picks me up. You know what this almost reminds me of? I'm not sure if it's a fair parallel, and I should have put it on the sheet, and I apologize that I did not. Rabbi Nubach even Pekuda, Nechobos Alavavos, writes that the way that God operates with us in this world is that God gives us a certain amount of koach. He gives us a certain amount of strength. And when we max out that strength, then God gives us more. Did everybody hear what I just said? That's Rabbi Nubach Pekuda writes. And he writes it's not only true about strength. He writes it's true about intellect. God gives us a certain amount of intellect. And when we max out that intellect, then God gives us more. It's entirely amazing. It means that God gives us gifts almost, and God says, let's see how this goes. Let's see. I gave you this gift. Koach, intellect, osher, whatever it is. That's, what? You need more memory. Then you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to max out. That's what Rabbi Nabachi says. Rabbi Nabachi says that this is true about any, about any, about anything. You learn a certain amount, you practice a certain amount, you develop a skill a certain amount, and when you max out, then God gives you more. That's what Rabbi Nabachi says. That's how that's how God operates in in this world. So to the extent that we use the gifts that God gives us, we enable ourselves to receive more gifts from God. That's what Rabbi Nabachi writes, and I think that's what the Al Sheikh writes here also. The Al Sheikh says. That God picks us up level by level. But what does he pick us up level by level based on? It's based on our preparation. I don't know if this is exactly what the Al-Sheikh means. But this is how I understood it. Maybe because I already learned Rebbein Bachia. So that's why I understood the Al-Sheikh this way. I'm not sure. But it could be that what the Al-Sheikh is saying is that Shir HaMa'alos are songs of ascent. What does that mean? Ascent. It's a person who's recollecting. He's looking at his life. And he's seeing how we've grown. A person looks back and sees how we've grown. How we've changed. And he looks at HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look at this growth. Thank you for this growth. Continue to watch over me. Enable me to grow more. These are the Shira Malos. So if we're looking at yesterday's Shira Malos, right? And we're looking at it through the lens of today's Alshech, which the Alshech himself does not do, I'm being honest. Because we looked at the Alshech yesterday, he didn't say anything like this. But now that the Alshech tells us that all of the Shira Malos are supposed to be these songs of a person's personal ascent. So we're looking backwards at yesterday, and what we're saying is that a person realizes that deceit holds me back. A person realizes that Lashon Hara holds me back. And so I say, Shira Malos. I ask a Kaddish Baruch Hu to protect me from deceit. I ask a Kaddish Baruch Hu to protect me from, or I recognize how, how I got tricked by somebody who operated with deceit. And now I grow. I, I learn. I become better. And, and as I grow, I can ask God for better requests because I understand more about what I need. I can give better thanks and gratitude for the things that I, that I have. Because I appreciate more what I have. And so the Shira Malos, according to the Alshech, are songs of personal ascent. But, but, and this is an important but, the Alshech's ascent, the way that he said it, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, I think I'm right, is a Shira that he said, Shechu Yisbarach Ma'ale Es Adam 
Midarga al darga. That God picks us up from one step to the next. Contrast that with what Rabbi Hirsch writes. Because Rabbi Hirsch writes something very similar. I think it's different. Rabbi Hirsch writes, this is a song for a sense that italicized is not mine. That's Rabbi Hirsch's. So, okay. This is a, that he's he's emphasizing the la ma'alos. That's why he italicized. Yeah. Oh, by the way, all the Rabbi Hirsch that I'm putting here is in English. is because he wrote it originally in the German. And so um, I could have put it for you in Hebrew, but it didn't make sense to me. And so once I was using translation, it made sense for me to use English. Okay, good. Sorry. Just in case anybody was wondering why that was. Okay. So this is a song for a sense. A song which expresses the thoughts from which we are to derive the strength and confidence for ascending at all times. In the same way, Rabbi Hirsch is saying, it's similar to the Alshad, but it's not the same thing. Rabbi Hirsch is saying, you know what these songs are about? They are about a person ascending, a person in personal growth, moving up. But for the Alshad, these songs are songs of appreciating how God picks me up from one stage to the next. And for Rabbi Hirsch, these are songs of, of confidence and what gives me strength so that I can pick myself up to move from one to the next. It's the difference of what the Hasidim might call Isra'usa de la Eila and Isra'usa de la Kata, right? There are sometimes when God picks me up, that's Isra'usa de la Eila, right? That's a, um, that's a, um, um, what's it called? That's a, that's a Purim Torah, right? Purim is a uh, Isra'usa de la Eila, right? Um, that's why the, you that's why, um, no, I'm sorry. Purim is a Isrusa de la Tata, obviously backwards. Purim, God is hidden, right? Purim is a Isrusa de la Tata, comes from the bottom. Hanukkah is a Isrusa de la Eila. Hanukkah is when God provided open miracles, the Nes Pach Shemen, it was, uh, you know, shaking from heaven. That's, of course, that's, of course, why, you know, you spin a dreidel from the top and a grogger from the bottom, right? Because uh, that's why you can't spin a dreidel upside down, right? That's wrong. That's wrong. You're not supposed to do it that way. Some people think they're cool, right? That's not cool. It's wrong, right? It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool, right? A dreidel has to be spun from the top, not from the bottom. And a grogger has to be spun from the bottom and not from the top. That's why if you get like, you know, one of those like maraca shakers, you know, oh no, maraca would be fine. What are those like egg shakers? That's what I'm talking about. No, I need a musician here. There's egg shakers, you know, whatever. And you don't hold them on the bottom. It's not a good product. I'm joking, by the way. But I'm not joking. I'm serious. Right? In any and hopefully it goes the other way as well. That when you have the Isra'usa de la Tata, it engenders, it creates a Isra'usa de la Eila, Right? But I think that the concept of Isra'usa, you would know this better than me, so, but but I think that the concept of Isra'usa is the awakening. Right? And so so you can't start one and then cause the other, but it has to start somewhere. And that's the point. Right, the point that we're getting at here is that it has to start somewhere. And the difference between the Alshik's understanding and Rabbi Hirsch's understanding is where does it start from? The Alshik believes that this is a song of a person appreciating how God has picked him up from step to step. And Rabbi Hirsch believes that this is a song which gives me confidence to raise myself up from step to step. It doesn't have to be one or the other, by the way. Don't get me wrong. They can both go together. I can pick myself up and God can pick me up or God can pick me up and I can pick myself up, right? That, that's what Shoshana was just saying, that one can lead to the other and they go together. In fact, they do go together. They, they do go together. It's just a question of where you start from. The point that I'm trying to get at all the same is that if we're saying sheer lama'alos, maybe we're, we'll try to, I'll try to highlight kavanos uh, tonight because I don't think I did that last night. Um, You know, when, we, when you say that lamid, Right, sheer lama alos. Right, that's a tefillah for for olam haba. That's that's Rashi. Right, that's a Rashi told us. It's a tefillah for the Beit Hamikdash because you know we're standing at the footsteps of the of the stairs of the Beit Hamikdash. If we want to put those together, because it's both Rashi, why not? Right, it's a tefillah for the Beit Hamikdash, which is connected to to the Gana Eden up in Shemayim. That's that lamid. Ask a Kaddish Baruch to bring us there. Sheer lama alos. Bring us over there. That's that's Kavana number one. And Kavana number two, the Al Shekh and Rabbi Hershel, let's put those together also. Why not? Right? It's Shir Lama Alos. Bring me to the next step, God. Please. Bring me to the next step. That's Al Shekh, right? Or God, help me help me, you know, take the next step. That would be Rabbi Hirsch, right? Give me the koach to take the next step as opposed to pick me up to the next step. But the Kavana number one for this paragraph of Elam Lama Alos, as opposed to the Hama Alos, is to bring us to the next step or is a tefillah for the Beit HaMikdash and for the Olam Haba. Shir Lama'alos, let's keep rolling, right? Don't slow down. Es so'inai el ha'arim me'ayin yavo ezri. 
So I just translated before Pashup Shat, look at Ibn Ezra. That's where you go for Pashup Shat, right? Minog Koshu Bematsur Lases Enav Ulayavo Uzrim Lola Archiko Ye. I mean, this is like painful, right? You know what I mean? This is painful because it's impossible to read this Ibn Ezra at night and not think about people on Shabbos who were or yesterday who were sitting in their homes hiding and making phone calls and and desperately trying to find somebody who could come and assist and to help them. Yeah? That's what Ibn Ezra says. Ibn Ezra says that anybody who's under siege, right? What does he do? He picks up his eyes. Maybe somebody will come to help me and to save me. No? Right? I pick up my eyes to the heavens. Now, this is interesting to note, though. Ibn Ezra is saying that he thinks that this is somebody who is Bamatsur, somebody who is under siege, and they pick up their eyes to seek and to search out for help. That's Ibn Ezra's understanding. Radak understands similarly, but different. Radak writes, the Radak is less painful to read because the Radak doesn't give you the imagery of what we just witnessed and what we just saw, right? What did the Radak say? The Radak said that when I'm under attack, I look for help. And where do I go to to look for help? I go to the highest vantage point because from there I can see the furthest. So El Harim, according to the Ibn Ezra, El Harim means literally to the mountains, meaning I am Bin Matsur. I am under siege. I am stuck. I, I, so where do I look? I look out. I look up. I look El Harim, right? Radak thinks that El Harim really means Al Harim. I go onto the mountain. I'm looking for help, so I go up onto the mountain to see if somebody else is coming. There's no difference between Ibn Ezra and Radak in terms of the way that they understand. Well, the difference is the way they understand the word El, right? Ibn Ezra thinks that it means towards, and Radak means that Radak thinks that it means from on, right? But 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 their understanding of the Pasuk is the same, but the imagery is different. And I, I don't know if that's meaningful to anybody, but I don't know. In my mind, it just it, it, the, the image, you know, uh, just looks a little bit different if I'm looking up or if I'm looking out, but it's the same thing. It's somebody who is in trouble, and they are seeking and searching for for help. Now, if you look at the Malbim, the Malbim expands this interpretation just a little bit. The Malbim writes, See, that, that's interesting. What the Malbim adds over here is what's obvious, I think, in, in, in the Pasuk, but the Malbim actually just you know, connects the lines and draws the bridge for us so we don't have to make it ourselves, which means that I look up to the mountains and I seek help. I, I look from the mountains and I seek help, whatever. Ibn Ezra, Radak, it doesn't matter, but there's nobody coming. There's nobody there. Rock only. Ezri ba me'im Adonai Yosef Shemayim Varez. Ritzono Lomar. Okay, fine. Well, okay, Malvin's already taking the next step. So let's take it with him, okay? Yeah, right. So he already moved to Pasuk Bet, which we're not really ready to move to. But but I don't know why I put it here on the sheet. I should have put this later. But it's okay. Let's just go with it because it's here already, right? My help is not going to come from the mountains, Malvin says. We're going to come back to this point later. I apologize. We're a little out of order now, but it's okay because we're not finished with Pasuk Aleph, but we're already on Pasuk Bet. But my, my help is not going to come from the mountains. My help is going to come from God, creator of heaven and earth. And what Malvin is pointing out over here is that why is it necessary for David Melech to write, What is the difference between We're going to come back to this Malvin in a second. Is that okay? Can I pause right here for a second? We're going to come back to this Malvin. Rabbi Hirsch writes something very, very amazing over here. Rabbi Hirsch writes, Esa is a negative statement in the form of a question. That means it's a rhetorical question. That's what, that's what Rabbi Hirsch... Now, when I read the Pusik the first time, I did not read it that way. And until I read this Rabbi Hirsch, I never understood it that way. I always understood Shirla Malos, right? I lift up my eyes to the heavens from where will my, my salvation come? <laughs> Rabbi Hirsch believes that the whole thing is a rhetorical question. Shall I lift up my eyes to the hills to see from where my help will come? 
right? It's not a statement. I lift up my eyes. It seems Radak and Ibn Ezra clearly understood not like Rabbi Hirsch. They clearly understood somebody is B'matsor, somebody is in trouble, so they lift up their eyes to the heavens. Rabbi Hirsch says, no, 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 that's not what's going on here. David Amalek is saying, I'm in trouble. What am I going to do? I'm going to lift up my eyes to the mountains and hope that somebody's going to come save me. Shall I lift up my eyes and think that a, a carrier ship from the United States off the coast of the Mediterranean is going to be our salvation? Right, a rhetorical question. I hope that wasn't too rhetorical, right? But that's what Rabbi Hirsch is saying. That's I lift up my eyes and, and I'm gonna look for help on the mountains. I will not lift up my eyes to the earthly powers when I look for help. So say, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna pick up my eyes to the to, to the mountains. Who's gonna come help me? And what good is that gonna do me? That's amazing. That you know that, that's a totally different reading. Is everybody, is everybody with me? Right? That's totally different reading. Now, before we get to the next pasuk, which we have to get to because it just follows, right? It's sort of like the continuation, but we've got to finish pasuk Aleph before we get to pasuk Bet. And the Alshech here writes something amazing. The the Alshech writes like this. The Alshech says, arim, I pick up my eyes to the mountains. Who are these mountains? Not mountains. And it's not world powers, like I was just saying. And it's not, you know, uh, somebody riding in on a on a horse or a plane. No, 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 no. I'm lifting my eyes to the others. May ayin yavo Israel. Why am I lifting my eyes to the others? Let's keep reading in the Alshech. He kfar You see how the Alshech understood this is entirely amazing. Listen to this. Esayin ayel harim. I lift up my eyes to the others because the others used to be able to help us. How did they used to be able to help us? There used to be something called zechus avos, the merit of the others. But now David HaMelech says the merit of the Avos is already gone. It's already used up. It's amazing that David HaMelech would write this because this concept is based on a Gemara in Shabbos. I gave you the Gemara here, but I'm not going to read it. I apologize. If I have time at the end, I'll come back to it. But I'm just going to tell you what the Gemara says. The Gemara has a machlokes. Um, it's a machlokes between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish about whether or not there still is Zuchus Avos in Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan thinks that there's no longer Zuchus. Um, uh, I'm sorry. That was mistaken what I just told you. It's Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. Sorry, Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. Shmuel believes that there's no more Zuchus Avos in the world. And Rabbi Yochanan believes that there still is Zuchus Avos in the world. But even Shmuel, who thinks there's no more Zuchus Avos in the world, Shmuel believes it ran out at the time of the Chorban Beit HaMikdash. The Dovid HaMelech is writing this to before the Chorban Beit HaMikdash. But if we go back to what we learned yesterday, according to a number of different opinions, Dovid HaMelech is saying these to him, Beruach HaKodesh, about the Jews in the Gullus, about the Jews' future, about the Jews later on. The Jews are going to strive for Aliyah, like we were learning um, you know, uh, last night. And so if that's true, so then David HaMelech is writing for future Jews. David HaMelech is saying, listen, me now, harim. I pick up my eyes to the others, to Avram, to Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and their zechus and their merit helps me. But that merit is going to run out. There's going to come a time, according to Shmuel, right in the time of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, when there's not going to be any zechus almost left in the well. And so may I and your voice read. So where, where are we going to turn to turn to for help? L'chein, Alshech writes, back in the Alshech, right? L'chein, eimni lishain ki im alavinu shevashamayim, v'zuhi ezrimi imanayozushmayim. Right, I have nowhere else to turn. I used to, now, by the way, by the way, this is entirely remarkable because it makes it sound like, according to the Alshech, it makes it sound like there was a point in time where the Jews felt confident, right? And why did they feel confident? Not because they trusted in God, but because they had the zechosavos. They felt nothing could ever happen. And that's a false sense of confidence. False sense of confidence, right? But the Alshech says that David Amelech is looking to the future. David Amalek is saying there's going to be a point in time where this stuff is going to run out, and, and what are we going to do then? You know what it's almost like? Almost, maybe, I'm not sure. Almost, it's sort of like the Gemara um, in uh, in Megillah, where the Gemara talks about um, uh, Avram Avinu and Akadosh Baruch Hu, right? And, and God tells Avram Avinu, it's all going to be good. With Brisbane Abisari, and you have Korbanos, and Avram like, looks like, you know, like with his, you know, Nevua eye, and he says, well, that's good when we have Korbanos, but what when we don't? Right? And David Amalek here is like saying like that kind of same same concept. David Amalek is saying it's like is amazing, but what happens when it runs out? Where is my help going to come from? Okay, we know the answer already, right? We'll get up to that in a second. But it's so fascinating, at least the construct, right? Uh, and, and if we're looking for Kavanos, right? If we're looking for Kavanos, again, in Tfilos, so we, we can now add right? I, I look up to the Avos. I look for Zuchus Avos. 
I I look for Avram Yitzchak Yaakov for the most to, to daven for us to, to give us merit to give us the chus. I don't know if that's yeah, it's going crazy, right? I know, but I need the time. You know. Mm. Thank you very much. Right, good. Now let's go to the let's go to the chida. We turn the page over and go to the chomasana. This is the this is the chida and the chida writes another interpretation. I love this. Yeah, at least I do. Esainai alarim. I look up towards the towards the mountains. Listen to this. This is remarkable chida. I look up to the mountains. Which mountains? Har Sinai, Shenit Natora, Har Zion, Al Avoda, May Ayin Yavo Ezri. You understand? This is amazing. Just like the Al Shechodes of the Vedamelech was saying, Esainai Alarim. I look for the Zechus Havos. The Chida is saying, Esainai Alarim. I look at the mountains. I look for the Zechus Torah. Har Sinai. I look for the zechus of the avoda of the korbanos, the haramoriah. I don't know why he says the hartzion. That's the other mountain over. I'm not sure, right? But but he, he says the avoda, so we know what he's talking about, right? The haramoriah, the zechus of the of the korbanos of the korbanos. But the charav beit hamikdash, the lo yeshavot, the hatorah halomizayri. Oh, that's very scary. Yeah, he says I don't have any avoda. And the Torah learning is weak, weak. Can't look for zechus of the Torah because the Torah learning is weak. We're weakening in our Torah learning, and we have no avoda. So where am I going to get merit? The Sinai el Arim, the zechus avos is gone. Alshech, the the there's no more avoda in the Beit Hamikdash to be mechaper for us. Right? Chida, the the the, the schar of Torah is weakening. I hope that's not true. I'm just telling you what somebody in the Golas might look at and think. That's what David Melech is saying, right? That a person is looking around and he says, there's, um, there's uh, an amazing piece in the Chavis Chaim. How did I not think of this before? I just thought of it right now. That's why I didn't put it on the sheet. But how I didn't think of it before, I have no idea. The Chavis Chaim has a, a mimer. It's called Tzipisa Li Yeshua. That's the mimer of the Chavis Chaim. Um, and in that mimer, the Chavis Chaim writes that he thinks that one of the reasons why people don't believe that the Mashiach can come right now, he, he thinks that's the that's one of the that's the reason why he wrote it. He wrote the Maimar Tzipisa Yeshua Chavetz Chaim because he said, "I look around at the world and people don't believe that the Mashiach can come today, and so I'm going to tell you why he can't." Right, and that's that's it's Tzipisa Yeshua. It's amazing. Maybe we should learn it sometime. It's an amazing Maimar of the of the Chavetz Chaim. Um, and and in there, the Chavetz Chaim writes that one of the reasons that people think that the Mashiach can't come right now is because we look around at our generation, we look around at ourselves, and we say. I mean, come on. You know, it's like, I'm the guy that's going to bring the Mashiach. I'm not trying to put anybody here down. You guys are amazing, you know? But if we all do this and we look at ourselves, we might feel the same way. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe not, right? But that's what the Chavetz Chaim says. He says, people don't believe that the Mashiach can come today because people don't believe that we can bring the Mashiach. Uh, when people look at ourselves and we're like... You know, you read the stories about the tzaddikim and uh, you know whatever, and, and it's just like, how are we going to bring the Mashiach? How is how is that going to happen? And what the Chavetz Chaim writes is this. Chavetz Chaim writes. Chavetz Chaim says God doesn't judge the world that way. It's not how it works. Chavetz Chaim says, you know how hard it is in our generation. And he wrote this in the early 1900s. Chavetz Chaim, maybe even the late 1800s. You know how hard it is in our generation to to study Torah and to keep mitzvot, and as the world is opening up, and you know we lived after the French Revolution, right? as the world is opening up and inviting us in, and and you have the whole world in front of you, and you know how hard it is. The Chavetz Chaim says this. The Chavetz Chaim, Chavetz Chaim says that the schar and the erech, the value of of some of the mitzvot that we do today is so much greater than the schar and the value of that very same mitzvah had it been done. I don't know whenever, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, whenever that mitzvah would have would have would have been done. Chavetz Chaim says we look at ourselves and we think, are we really gonna bring the Mashiach? And Chavetz Chaim says that we are selling ourselves so, so short. We don't understand the value of our mitzvahs. We we might think that we're not great tzaddikim. maybe we're not great tzaddikim. I have no idea. But the mitzvahs that we do have tremendous value because there's so many other things that we could be doing instead. And it wasn't always that way in world history. And since there are so many other things that we could be doing instead, 
The fact that we do that which we do has so much more erech and has so much more value. And here, right, the, the Chita, he's writing, he's writing, he said, we look at ourselves and, and we say, right, that's what made me think of it. We say, where are we going to get married from? I, I, have, I have no Beit HaMikdash. I have no Zuchosavos. Even how much Torah am I learning? Torah is Zayir. It's weak. How much Torah am I learning? Learning, right now, that's David Melch doesn't give the same answer as the Chavetz Chaim. David Melch can say, "Is we mean when I was Shemayim Bar?" We're going to get to that in a second. But Chavetz Chaim gives a different answer. The Chavetz Chaim tells us we we might have more merit than we think. We nobody get haughty, by the way. I'm going to come back to this in a second, right? You know, right? Okay, this is going to tie full circle. Don't when we get to Yom Hashem Shlo Yakeka, this is going to tie full circle, right? But um, but but the Chida. And the Alshech, they both think that David Amelech is writing, Yisayinai Elaharim, Me'ayin Yivo Ezri. I don't know what kind of merit we have. What have we got? What have we got? Right? Now, by the way, that's also a very powerful tefillah. Right? This, oh, Rabbi Pinkus has this in the Sharon Batfilah also. It's a very powerful tefillah. Rabbi Pinkus writes in the Sharon Batfilah that sometimes when we think to ourselves, we've got this. Right? Then we dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu and God says, well, I see that you're davening, but also I see that you think that you've got this. So if you think that you've got this, then go ahead. Let's see how it goes. It's all it's all yours, right? You know, you know, you know. It's like um, it's like uh, somebody asks you, "Do you need help?" And you say, "I think I've got it." But you know, it, if you want to help me, then you can. They might come help you. They might not. You know, you know. If somebody asks you, "Do you need help?" and you say, I really need help. There's no way I can do this. Can you please, please, please help me? That's very, very different. There, there, we, the, the difference is obvious, yeah? Right, Pinkus writes the same thing in uh, in, in tefillah with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu and I say the tefillah, but like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, help me out a little bit, God. You know, whatever. So then God looks at me and he's like, okay, you're okay. You're okay. All right, fine. You know? But if I look at God and I say, God, listen, I, I, I I can't do anything. I don't know anything. I, I, I say, I, even what I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to do, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And even if I really think I know what I'm doing, I don't know that it's going to be successful. I, I, I have nothing. I, I, I'm with you because I have to be with you. So please, please help me. Right? You know, so, so that's a very powerful tefillah. Somebody says, And I say, God, we have nothing. We have nothing. We have no more Zuchosavos. We have no more Beta Mikdash. I don't know how much Torah we're really learning. Not like I was saying before from the Chavetz Chaim, but I, I really know. Is there, we, are, we just need you. We just need you. That's a powerful feeling. Powerful feeling. You know? Um, no, no stories. I don't have time. Right? So that's that's a power, it's a powerful form of uh it's a powerful form of feel. Okay. Um, these are actually very interesting that I gave you here. Oh, look at the Yaku Shimoni. Skip the, the Yosef Elos for a second. Look at look at the Yaku Shimoni, right? The, the Yaku Shimoni, he writes, uh Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman Pasach El Hehorim. This is amazing, right? In other words, I, I look at my I look at my parents, and what he's saying here is that oh, it's Yaakov Avinu, and he's looking at he's looking at uh, at, at what his what his parents did. What Yaakov Shimon is saying is that Yaakov Avinu shows up at Lavan's house, and he's saying when Eliezer came to find Rivka, he came with all this riches and all this wealth, and I, now I come with nothing. So what? How am I going to make this work? That's what Yaakov Avinu is saying. But this is amazing because it's a little bit different. What 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 the Yaakov Shimon is saying is Esai I look at the previous generations. Right, and and I say they had so much, or they did so much, and we have so little. Right, now, similar to what I was saying before. Right, there's the new wrinkle, similar, but it's a new wrinkle. I I look at it, and so what am I going to do? How am I going to make this work? How, how can we do it? Right, Where where is it? Where is it going to? Where's going to come from? Okay, that Yosef Tehillos that we skipped. I'll just tell you what he says because it's very interesting. He says uh, it's a totally different kind of interpretation. He says he says, you want to know how you get ahead in life? Anava. This is like almost like a Hasidic word. Yeah. What? Anava. I look up to the mountains. Yeah. How am I going to ascend the mountains? How do I get up there? If I have another, if I feel like like I have nothing, right? Then my help will come. And this ties in with the interpretation that I was saying before, from Rabbi Pinkus and, and from the Alshech and from the from the Chida, it all goes together. When we feel like we need Hakadosh Baruch, we feel like we are less, right? Yovo Ezri, statement, right? Not not question, right? Mayayin, right? Kama Yovo Ezri, right? From from that sense of anava, from that sense of of nothingness, right? Yovo Ezri, 
that's where our that's where our help will come from. What? Oh, oh, yes, yes, that's cute. I see what you did there. Yes, correct. Yesh me ayin. What? Oh, yeah. Ayin is actually Hashem. Ayin is like so. Ah. Very interesting. Very good. Very good. Put that all together. It's a beautiful interpretation. So we just added new kavana. Yeah, new kavana. I look up to the mountains. Mayayin. Yavo Ezri. We have so, we, we just need a Kaddish. And from that sense of need, from that sense of, of, of nothingness, Yavo Ezri. That is where our salvation will come from. That is it. That's what we've got to find. We look up and we don't know where to turn. I know this feeling. I don't I imagine. I don't know. I, I know this feeling. I know this feeling. Yeah. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. And I'm confused. And I don't know what's going on. And, and uh, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But, you know, and, and maybe that's okay. Because maybe from that, I mean, trying to give myself his idea. Maybe from that sense of, of loss, from that sense of I am, from that sense of nothingness, you have always read. We can sprout forth, um, you know, our help. And why is that? Because... Because the reality is that our salvation comes to us from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, Ibn Ezra writes something entirely amazing. I love this Ibn Ezra. I, I really love it. And I don't know if this is what he means. Ibn Ezra writes, Ezri, my salvation, it's future tense, right? Which means that David Melech is writing either B'derech Nivuah or Al-Derech Tikva. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Dabra Melech is not giving you past perspective. My salvation came to me from God. He's giving you future perspective. My salvation will come from God. Well, how did Dabra Melech know that? So Ibn Ezra writes, well, it's one of two ways. Either he had Nevuah or he had hope. I don't have Nevuah. I have hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's that, That's why I love this Ibn Ezra. Because it means that me and Dabra Melech were thinking the same way. <laughs> At least in this regard, Right. It means I feel like I have nothing and I don't know where to turn, but I hope, I hope to God, right? May I am your voice, Ezri, My hope comes from, my hope comes from God. Because that's what I hope for. I hope, right? I hope that I can rely on God. I know I can rely on God, but I hope that God will provide my salvation by himself without having to rely on, uh, on on anybody else. Now that Malbim that we skipped before, if you want to turn back, you can, but if not, I'm just going to tell you what the Malbim said. The Malbim said that God is, David Melech here says that God is Oseh Shamayim Va'aretz. In Malbim Kedarko Bakodesh, Malbim writes that what David Melech is trying to say is that God operates in the world in two different ways. He operates in the world from the Aretz and he operates in the world from the Shamayim. What the Malbim calls Right, Hashkacha um, Tivis and Hashkacha Nisi. Those are the words of the Malbim. Right, that God operates sometimes via nature, right, um, through the through the natural world, and God operates sometimes above nature. And here, David Melech is saying, is as My help comes from God, and it could come one of two ways. It could come from God, who is Osa Shamayim, Hashkacha Nisi. God can perform miracles, or it can come from God, Osa Shamayim. It can come from God via natural ways, but I know that whichever one it is, even if it's via natural ways, it's as Adonai, right? My salvation comes to me from uh, from God. That's that Malbim that we skipped uh, that we skipped we skipped before. Um, if you look over here um, in the Radak, the Radak writes, "Ezri, Ezri, lo klum." This is so strong what the Radak says. The Radak says, if I look up my eyes to the mountains and I'm seeking help from the mountains, it's not going to do me any good. Because I know that really, really, my salvation, my help has to come from God. But Allah is Sinai. I will pick up my eyes to God. Because God owns the whole world and God can do anything He wants. I think it's Davyun, right? Even if there is a sharp sword that's pressed up against a person, he shouldn't give up hope. Akadosh Baruch can do anything at any point and at any time. So why should I look up to the mountains? And seek help. I look up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and I seek help. The Alshik writes something here which is entirely amazing. The Alshik writes, "Ain't Safik Kiyazri Lo Yibatzer Meim Hashem." 
What's that next word? What should it have been? He made. Present tense. Why is that? Because God is constantly remaking the world. This is what Rav Chaim writes in Nefesh Chaim. I gave you this passage here on the sheet, but I'm not going to read it right now. That God created the world and God is constantly creating the world, right? Rav Chaim explains like this. Let's say a person made this table. This is the table right here in front of me. This is actually his example, a table, right? A person made a table. His example is a wood table. There's no way this is a wood table, but it doesn't matter. Let's pretend it's a wood table because the table cloth on it, you can't tell it. So let's pretend this is a wood table over here. So here's a wood table, right? So how did a person make this wood table? A person did not make the wood. No, he did not. Even if he planted the tree, right? You know, that would be like, you know, right? Right? Uh, who was that? It's one of the Amorayim. He, he, uh, he planted flax, and then he made from the flax nets, and then he, he caught from the nets deer, and then he made from the deer parchment, and then he wrote Torahs on it. He wanted, it's one of the Amorayim. Like, okay, I don't remember. Or whatever it is. Okay, that's not the point right now. Rebchia. Final answer. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, fine. It's not the point. The point is like this. Right? Rebchia says that, that somebody made a table, so he doesn't make the wood. He takes the wood, and he makes the table. Fine. So he makes the table, and then what does he do? I don't know. He sells it. He goes home. Whatever it is, the table now exists, right? The table exists. That's the way that the world is. But God made the world that way. God made the world, and then God left the world. That would be like very deist of us, right? You know, watchmaker theory, right? God, there was a prime mover who made the world, but then he left it. We don't believe that. We believe that God is still actively involved in the world, it's knowledgeable, but we believe more than that. Not just that God is actively involved in the world and has knowledge in the world, but that God is constantly recreating the world. The koach that God gave to create everything in the world, God is constantly pouring that koach into the world. And if God should decide at any moment to stop pouring that koach into the world, then the world will cease to exist. It will just, it will just stop. Right. That's why I learned. Um, I learned the fourteenth letter of the Tanya this year in the Mechtavim. Right. Um. Uh. For the first time in my life, I learned it this year, and it was very scary for me on Rosh Hashanah. Right. Baal Tanya writes that God gives the world energy in different spurts. Right. And He gives energy in the year, and then when Rosh Hashanah comes, until you blow shofar, you have a few hours there where you're like running on fumes. There's like you're out of gas. Right. You know, like there's no more end. That was very scary for me, and we didn't blow shofar on the first day this year. That's even scarier. Right. So uh, so we were just like, you know, uh, sitting there, you know, because God has to re-energize the world. He's constantly re-energizing the world. So here's another Kabbana when we say this tefillah. My strength comes to me from God. My strength must come to me. You know why? Because God is not just that God created the world. And so he can do whatever he wants in the world. Although that's true. That's what the Radak said. That's what Ibn Ezra said, right? God created the world. He can do whatever he wants in the world. But it's more than that. It's that God created the world and he is right now rejuvenating the world. How do I know that? I know that because we're sitting here. I know that because we're talking. I know that because I have energy, not because I was drinking this water. This water is energizing me because God is energizing this water and then God is energizing me. That's all true what I just said. God is constantly giving the world energy. So it must be that it's Rimeim Adonai because he is Osef. Present tense, right now, Shemayim Barat. So when you're saying, so we're saying, oh God, you're giving me this energy. Give me more. We'll say Shemayim Barat, right? As you're giving me this energy, right? Give me that boost, right? Give me that 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 Ezra that I'm seeking. Um, Let's go to the next phrase. I'm gonna make a run for the end of the for the end of the barrack, right? Al yitain lamot raglecha, al yanum shomerecha. That God will not allow your legs to 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 falter, and He will not allow your watchmen to uh to to sleep. If you just skip down to the Malbim, and I apologize for that. If you if you oh you know what? Before we skip down to the Malbim, first go to the Alshech. Yeah, the Alshech first. Meshiva ruach hakodesh veomeres. Amazing. Do you hear what the Alshech just said? God responds. There's a conversation in this paragraph of Tehillim according to the Alshech. David HaMelech says, And then God responds, Oh, if that's true, This is what I was saying for from Rebinkus. Yeah, God responds. God says, if you're relying on me, then I'm going to pick you up. According to the Yalshech, this is not David HaMelech asking, right, you know, or, or stating that since I have trust in God, therefore, Right, my uh, my legs will not falter and my watchmen will not fall asleep. No, according to the Alshik, this is God responding. And God is saying, if if it's true what you just said, 
that is parts. If it's true what you just said, that a you're not gonna look to the mountaintops and you're not gonna look over here, and you're just gonna you're gonna trust me and you're gonna trust God. And and by the way, I, I'm gonna add because this is me, not everybody would say this, but this is me. So I'm going to say this. That doesn't mean that you don't do any hishtadlas. It means that as you do your hishtadlas, you are looking to God to make it successful. I didn't have to say what I just said, but that's what I believe. So that's what I'm going to say, right? So, so as I'm doing what I think I need to do, I am asking God to make it successful. If God says, if you're relying on me to make your plan successful, you're relying, you don't think you've got this. You're relying on me. I'll pick you up. I will not let your feet falter, and I will not let your watchman fall asleep. The Alshah thinks that that's a response. From God. It's a conversation. It's a beautiful Asher. Yes, it's a beautiful Asher. Kavanos. Yes. Right? When we say that, so we're asking God, respond that to us. God, we're with you. Please, please respond that to us. Look at Malvin, though he does not understand it like that. The the, the Malvin writes, right? Um, um, very interesting. Yeah, I read that too fast. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to rush. The mountain says like this. The mountain says, God is going to do two things for us. First, he's He's not going to let my feet falter. Meaning he's going to give me the strength. Right? Second, my watchman, that's something which is external for me. See, the first is internal. The second is external. My watchman is not going to fall asleep. So the Malim is saying that what God is saying is, is when we put our trust in God, two things will happen, two things. One is we will have the strength, internal. That's two, external. We'll have assistance and we'll have, and we'll have help from, from whoever that watchman is. He's not going to fall asleep. I don't know who he is. But he's not going to fall asleep. Yeah. So internal and external. That's why the Malman, that's why David Melech writes both of these things. He won't let my legs falter. The watchman won't fall asleep. Could have given other examples. Yes. Yes. Right. Why these two specific things? Malman thinks because one is internal strength and one is external assistance. And they both come to me when I put my trust in God. Because HaKadosh Baruch who is guarding and watching over us. Interesting, Ibn Ezra thinks that specifically Yisrael, because it's reference to Yaakov Avinu, because God tells Yaakov Avinu, Ushmarticha bechol asher teleich, v'ashi vosicha el adamazos, ki loa ezavcha, ad asher amasisi asher dibarti lach, which is why Ibn Ezra thinks specifically, right, Davon Amelech, he writes, Shomer Yisrael, because he's making reference to the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made Yaakov Avinu. He made lo yanom velo yishan, Shomer Yisrael. God does not slumber. God does not sleep. Oh, I promised you this, Malvin. Malvin here writes that Yonum is like a, a, a um, like this. How do you say that? That. That. A doze, right? Whatever that is. That's Yonum. And Yishan is when you go to sleep, right? So God is lo Yonum, lo Yishan. What does that mean that God is lo Yonum and lo Yishan? Look at the Mitsudos. Hine lo Yonum. Hine me olam eno me seer ashkachato. God is tamid. Ene adonai lo hechaba. Ne reishis hashana. Yad acharis shana. Hine lo Yonum. The Radak writes something so scary. If you go back up to the Pasuk before, you see it over there? The, the last Radak right before. Because sometimes when we're in the Golos, we think that God is sleeping. Anybody feel like that this week? Maybe you did. You wouldn't be, You I, I couldn't say you were wrong, right? If you looked up at a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and like David HaMelech writes, Ura, Lama Tishan. Right? You look up at a Kodesh Baruch and you say, God, what? You know, like, it's like people are asking, you know, like, it's like uh, the IDF or whoever, you know, fell asleep, you know, and like, how did that happen? Right? And the Radak is saying over here that, that, that maybe we look at God sometimes and we say to God, you know, fall asleep. What, wake up, Kodesh Baruch And that's the Dabbanah. No. Kodesh Baruch Hu does not remove his Ashtacha from us. Kodesh Baruch Hu is always watching. I cannot explain to you why everything always happens. I cannot. But it's not because God is sleeping. It's not because God is not watching. God is watching. God is there. He is Shomer Yisrael. And like he promised Yaakov Avinu, Ki lo ezavka, Arashar Asisi, Sashar Dibar Tilach, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises us the same thing. He's going to continue to be with us. Hashem Shomrecha, God is watching over us, and God is the shade, the, the shadow on our uh, on our on our right uh, on our right hand. Um, what's interesting here? Uh, well, there's a few things that are that are interesting here, but the but um, whatever. If you look in the Malbim, turn the page and look in the Malbim. Um, the the Malbim over here writes that Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Tzilcha, a Shomer can watch you and guard you, but he can watch you and guard you from afar. Yes? Seo is connected to you. Your shadow, right, is connected to you. Can you see my shadow here? I don't know if you can. I'm not sure. No, it's on the floor. You cannot see it behind me, but it's connected to me. Yes, the Malbim writes that God's going to watch over us, and it's going to have levels, right? Sometimes God is going to be our Shomer. He's going to watch from afar. But Excuse me, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's going to get better than that. Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem are going to be connected to us. It's going to be attached to us. Reb Chaim the Nevesh Chaim writes a very, very beautiful concept. Reb Chaim writes in the Nevesh Chaim that what does it mean that God is silcha? That God is your your shadow, right? Is because your shadow moves with you. Yes, when I when I move my arm, yeah, the shadow moves with me. As Reb Chaim writes in the Nevesh Chaim, yeah, you can't see it. My shadow is moving with me. Reb Chaim writes that that God asks like that to us. When we turn to God, God turns to us. When we turn away from God, God turns away from us. This brings us back to what we were talking about before. Yeah. When I feel then God not only is Shomrecha, but God becomes Tzilcha. God is God turns to well, He's always Tzilcha. But when we turn to God, God turns to us because that's how shadow works. That's how sail, that's how sail, that's how sail works. And so again, the tefillah is constant, right? Through, constant through. David Amelech is saying that he's going to turn to God, and as David Amelech turns to God, God turns to us. I promise you, it's Rabbi Hirsch. And so uh, I'll just tell you the Radak and the Malm out loud, and then we'll look at Rabbi Hirsch together because I promise you. Yeah? The sun will not be able to harm us during the day, nor the moon at night. It's interesting is because the sun and the moon, uh, according to Radak and the Malbim, they do different things, right? The sun beats you with heat, and the moon enables, uh, or the dark, damp, it enables cold, right, to get you. And that's what the Radak and the Malbim say. So God will protect us from the sun, will also protect us from the from the damp and from the cold. Malbim points out that that's, that's very interesting because God is like a panacea, protects you not only from one, but also from the other, and those two are opposites, one from the, one from the other, and God is like, that's okay. God can do both, right? Um, um, but Rabbi Hirsch writes something different. Now, you can read it together. I don't have time to read it, but, but I'll just tell you what Rabbi Hirsch says. Rabbi Hirsch says, oh, you know what's going to happen or what might happen? I trust in God. God comes near to me. What happens then? I become successful. And then what might happen? Then I might turn away. And so do you know what happens here? Is if God becomes my shade and my shadow, if I keep God connected to me, this is what Rabbi Hirsch says, if Hashem is not just my Shomer, but he's my Tzel, if I keep God connected to me, then Yomam Hashemesh Lo Yakech. When things get well, when the sun is shining, when it's bright and everything, when it's morning, you know, in uh, in Israel, and everything's amazing, Lo Yakech, that won't come back to hit me. It won't come back to hit me because I have protection from becoming arrogant. How do I have protection from coming arrogant? Because I'm connected and close to God. Because I know that my success comes, may I am. I know my success comes from my anava. When I put it all together, then even when I'm successful, I won't lose track of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yom HaShem Rabbi Hirsch. Very, very different than everybody else, but very, very beautiful. Rabbi Hirsch says it doesn't mean that the moon won't get me at night. It means God will give me moon at night. It means that when it's night and it's dark, God will give me a little bit of light. God will give me a little bit. Rabbi Hirsch, the beautiful interpretation, yeah? That the sun won't beat me when things are good. I won't get arrogant. And when things are difficult, God will give me that, that, that hope, that sliver of moon that will be able to carry me through and give me the strength to move through those difficult times to get to the end so that I'll know that these are a lot of things that God is going to guard us from, right? Yishmor Mikora. Yishmor Snafshecha. Malvin writes that Yishmor Chamikora is physical. Yishmor Snafshecha is spiritual, is Ruchni. God will protect us physically and spiritually. More than that, God will Yishmor Tseischa Uvoecha. May I tell you, Adela? Ibn Ezra writes, what does it mean that God's going to be Yishmor Tseischa? Bitseischa la milchama. God should watch us. Bitseischa. When we go out, la milchama. And what does it mean that God is going to watch us? Uvoecha. May I tell you, Adela? Are going out and are coming. The Radak writes, what is it? What does it mean that God is going to watch us? Our our coming. God should watch us as we go out to Milchama, and God should watch us as we all return back towards Eretz Yisrael. From now 
until eternity. What does that mean from now until eternity? Until we can ascend up those steps, those steps from the Yitzhakayim up to the Kisya Kabod and the Gan Eden. From now until then, let's stay with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let HaKadosh Baruch Hu listen. Let's say Tehillim Tehillim Kofafalat, we'll say it together, and then Femai needs to go Davin Marev, go Davin Marev, and everybody should hopefully have a great night. Let's say this now. Shir Lamalos, Adonai Yishmar Chamikora Yishmar Es Nafshecha Adonai Yishmar Tzeisacha Loecha Meyata Biyad Olam Achimach Beisisona Sunim Batzarola Shigyom Dim Beim Bayam Ovim Bayabasho Hamakom Yirachem Aleihem Yotziyim Mitzara Lirvacha Meyafeila Liyora Mishibud Ligula Hashna Bagalo Bizman Kariv Vinomar Amen Everybody have a great night. Thank you very much for coming, everybody.